Jalen Rager's out, Kenny Wong Wu's on IR, and a couple new guys have joined the Vikings. Let's get to know them on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You like that on three, one, two, three, you like it! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Luke Bronin. Let's find some joy today. You can find the Locked On Vikings podcast wherever you find your favorite shows, whether it is any place where you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube and Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Thanks so much for those of you who listen to this show every single day, and a special thank you to FanDuel, the sponsor of today's episode, official sportsbook of Locked On, make every moment more. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Today on the show, we've got all kinds of stuff to go over. Uh, the Vikings released, or waived, I guess is the word. Jalen Rager. Uh, they also placed Kenny Wongwu on IR. They brought in David Kess- David Kessenberry, who is an offensive tackle from the Bills, and Miles Gaskin, a running back from the Dolphins. We'll talk about all four of those moves, and then of course the practice squad and uh, who got poached, where who the Vikings uh, actually poached of their own, uh, David Kessenberry style. But let's start with the news that I guess is probably the biggest headline of the day, which is Jalen Rager being waived. Um, kind of a false sense of security. Jalen Rager was on the team for the initial cutdown day, and then the next day they wave him. Um, that might be a move to try to sneak him through a waiver process or try to kind of make it a little bit less enticing for other teams to steal him um, at the same time. I'm not sure it's uh, particularly of import to the Vikings. He was the sixth guy. I mean, he played in the preseason game, the last preseason game. Brandon Powell didn't, right? So he was the sixth guy. Uh, and if he ends up going somewhere else, best of luck to him. And if not, and he ends up, you know, hanging out on the Vikings practice squad, I guess I, I, we're going to take that, right? His departure does lead me to at least one question, which is who is going to be the other punt gunner aside from uh, Najee Thompson. It could be Lewis Seen, who obviously, I, th- I think he had that job last year. He was a jammer, I know, because he was jamming when he got hurt. Um, or will it be Booth? Or will it be like Jalen Naylor or somebody like that? Could be Naylor. Uh, actually Naylor feels like he, a, a good guess for that. So I'm not sure who's that, who that's going to be. Um, and then also, okay. Are they rolling with five wide receivers now? Because they cut a receiver, brought in a running back. So they now will have three running backs in CJ ham. And when Kenny Wongwu comes back, it'll be four running backs in CJ ham. And we'll see who they cut to make room. Um, that will probably honest. I mean, that's, uh, you know, going to be four weeks from now. I'll get to Kenny Wongwu in a second. Um, but with Rager, it also, I think makes sense to kind of reflect on the move the Vikings made around this time last year. They traded a seventh round pick in, in the 23 draft and what ended up being a fifth round pick in next year's draft, right? So two day, three draft picks, a fifth and a seventh. One was a year deferred and the other one was two years deferred from the actual time you made the move that does, um, on all the trade charts, lower the value. But once we kind of get, um, to the actual like moments where we would have those picks that kind of rings hollow. And I totally get that, but you got to remember, you know, we, we got all of the value we are going to get out of Jalen Rager, which is ultimately was a year of punt returning and being a backup wide receiver. Um, we got all of that before 
the Eagles got theirs, right? That's the the best way to describe why that value was like different. Um, and of course there was it was a conditional fourth that could turn into a fifth if he didn't hit a certain uh certain condition and he didn't hit that condition. So it is a fifth round pick. And uh, we'll see if, you know, anybody claims him on waivers. The Vikings did try to trade him, or at least they got that there was a report that they were getting calls about trading him. I'm beginning to suspect <laughs> something about that report may not have been entirely forthright, uh, because obviously they probably would have traded him, even if it was for a conditional seventh, they would have done so just because of the money aspect to it. So Jalen Rager has 2.4 million, I believe, in guaranteed money. I don't know the exact numbers, and, and you can look them up if you're really worried about that. But here's what I will tell you. Uh, there are two different ways for the Vikings to get out of paying that money, and neither one of these happening, these things happening would be like a pretty unlikely scenario. For one, he could get claimed on waivers. That means everything the Vikings were going to pay him is now going to be picked up by his new team. Whatever there is in signing bonus and stuff still stays with the Vikings. Uh, the other thing is offset language, which is in his contract. Um, that means that if he does clear waivers and therefore becomes a free agent, the Vikings have a dead cap charge, but it, of of you know two point four million, I think. However, if he signs another deal uh, with another team at some point, and let's say that deal is worth one million dollars, just to keep the numbers easy, uh, then the Vikings would get a cap credit of one million dollars. Essentially, offset language just means hey, you're guaranteed this money, but. If you get cut and picked up by another team and then that team starts paying you this money, the Vikings are no longer on the hook for it against the cap. It's someone is paying you $2.4 million, whether it's the Vikings or someone else, depends on if you make the team. Uh, that is very likely to happen. Um, the Vikings will, unless Jalen Rager does not get picked up for the rest of the year, the Vikings will probably get some kind of cap credit for this in 2024. So that's something to keep in mind as you keep track of everything at home. If, if that's the kind of thing you're into, um, in his place comes, I'll say this one is uh David Kessenberry. There's also miles Gaskin, but we'll say he's one for one replacing Kenny Wongu Cause that's cleaner. David Kessenberry is from the Bills. He played a little bit of tackle, didn't make the team, gets claimed on waivers by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you may remember his name. There's also a Scott Kessenberry, but you might remember David Kessenberry, uh, who was, I believe, with the Texans at the time when he actually missed a whole year with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a fairly aggressive form of cancer. This was a while ago. He was a sixth-round pick in 2013, so David Kessenberry is a, a pretty old player at this point. And kind of became one of the coolest stories uh, out of that draft class and out of at Houston at the time. And he's sort of bounced around the league most recently with the Bills. Um, I did kick on his tape real quick just to get a sense for him. I kicked on just his last game that he played in the last preseason game for the Bills. And I think what I noticed was for the most part, it's fine. It's I don't think better than Ole Udo. Um, and I don't think it's better than Vidarian Lowe was for whatever that's worth. Uh, but I think the main thing with him is that he's a high puncher and that's like the thing I don't like when your hands are hitting up at the shoulders, you just don't, you won't get as much leverage as if your hand hits, you, you really want to hit on the chest plate and his hands would go high sometimes and you get really punished for that. Uh, but in terms of his sets and his feet and all that other stuff, it, it works, right? And by the time David Kessenberry's on the field, you're like three injuries deep on the O-line and you're just looking for, all right, yeah, that dude works. So I would say he checks that box at least. 
Um, but it's the other thing is that he's an older player. He's a veteran player. And that is something that a very, very young Vikings roster could use somebody who's been around the block who, and has a lot of experience. Sometimes that can have, uh, harder to measure effects, but effects nonetheless. Um, I, that was the free agent O-line TBD guy that I had my, uh, free agent or my, my 53 man prediction. The Vikings also brought in like three offensive linemen that were not on the camp roster to be part of the practice squad. So they were very clearly not that happy with the, uh, practice squad or with the, like the third team O-line of Jack Snyder and Jared Williams and Christian Delorio, all those guys ousted, not brought back even on the practice squad and a whole bunch of guys from other teams were. We will go over that entire practice squad and the announcements made and everything, as well as the running back shuffling that the Vikings did right after we talk about a good old gramble. It is time to get your preseason uh, futures bets in for the NFL, and they've got some incredible offers over there at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, all new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's it. Just make a $5 bet and boom, $200 in bonus bets. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get 100 bucks off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So if you want to get an NFL Sunday ticket right now and you want a big old discount on it, uh, you can go do the YouTube TV, YouTube uh, NFL Sunday ticket thing. All you got to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on and make a $5 bet. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. They've got all kinds of bonus bets promotions all the time, but when are you going to get a discount on NFL Sunday ticket? Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Use their app. It's super easy. It's very safe and secure, and they pay out instantly when you win, you can bet on everything from win totals to uh, over-unders for like just how many yards Justin Jefferson will get or how many touchdowns Kirk Cousins will throw, anything like that. Uh, the, the rankings of the NFC North, whatever you can find at FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. If you're looking for something a little more substantial, why don't you go check out Patreon.com slash NFL, where I do film breakdowns that are a little more nitty gritty, uh, get into things a little bit more. I've got a big long one on Jaron Hall, and I do, I've done two videos on Jaron Hall in a row. Uh, really fun stuff to break down when you get to do quarterback stuff. So go check that out. But for us, we are going to talk about running backs. So Kenny Wangwu has gone to IR. That means he's going to be out for at least the first four weeks of the season, and then he'll be eligible to come back. We'll see exactly how much longer his injury lasts than that. Uh, I believe we were told that this one too was like a minor injury from Kevin O'Connell. It appears that that was not truthful and that's okay. <laughs> that's his job. Still lie to the media. Uh, <laughs> but it leaves a couple of, of big holes on the roster, right? For one, without Dwayne McBride, who is on the practice squad, by the way, so he's still in the building, but without him on the 53 man roster right now, only two raw, only two running backs on the 53 man, Alexander Madison, and uh, Ty Chandler. The Vikings very clearly wanted more veteran presence. They wanted somebody with a little bit more experience um, with all of the, you know, Ty Chandler and, and Dwayne McBride young guys in there. And Alexander Madison is the elder statement statesman of the running back room, not counting CJ Ham. Uh, and, you know, he just signed his second contract. He just finished out his rookie contract. So it's a young room. Um, and they were looking for veteran guys. Apparently, there was one report from, I believe, Jordan Schultz, where they called Melvin Gordon. Um, 
but instead they signed another guy that got cut by the Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskin. And it felt like the Vikings signing a running back that the Dolphins were going to cut was like just an inevitability. <laughs> it just always felt like that was going to happen. And it just depended on who the Dolphins decided they didn't want between like Jeff Wilson and Miles Gaskin and whoever else. Um, but Miles Gaskin is the guy. He is going to be probably running back three right on right there on the active roster. I don't know if he comes in and immediately usurps Ty Chandler, who had a nice camp in preseason. I also flicked on his tape just to kind of get a sense. And I saw, again, very unspectacular but functional play. That's the way I, I guess I would put it. Um, it wasn't necessarily super sexy, but it doesn't have to be when you're running back three, right? And you're just kind of a spell guy. At the, at the most, um, it does make sense for the Vikings to now have, you know, three tr true tailbacks on the active roster. Uh, but that third guy, here's the like Miles Gaskin read the plays correctly. You know, he's got experience that Miami offense is really, really similar to the offense. The Vikings will be running this year. So um, that was that's fine. His experience will translate very well. Um, he was reasonably decisive. I thought he had, he shares kind of a similar problem to Dwayne McBride, but it's just far less pronounced in that he, I think he presses it a little deep sometimes. Uh, and I don't love his feet, but I don't mind his feet. And I think that's sort of a great way to describe like the way I feel about Miles Gaskin. I'm not doing backflips or anything. He's just running back three, but I don't hate it. Um, he's here to be a guy and that's just fine. And he's got experience in these kinds of systems. So we will, we'll be plenty happy with that. The other thing that uh, we have to think about here is who's going to return kicks for these four weeks plus, which is an interesting thing because the Vikings don't have anybody particular, like with a, a, a super kick returnee, like pedigree um, other than Ken a Wong Wu. So, there are guys who have returned kicks before. Miles Gaskin himself has returned some kicks. I believe Naylor has returned some kicks. Brandon Powell returned a couple of kicks uh, over the course of their careers somewhere or other in the pros or in college. So there are guys with that experience, but I personally would be pretty curious to see who is back to take that first kickoff against Tampa Bay in week one um, for the first time the offense gets the ball. If I had to guess, I think I would guess Powell, but I, I'm not sure about that 100%. They might just like put a speedster back there. They might elevate somebody from the practice squad to do that for a couple of weeks until they can figure out exactly what they want to do without Kenny Wongwu. Um, the guys that they had doing it in the preseason all got cut. It was all the running backs that got cut. It was McBride and Dykes, and those two guys didn't make it, right? Um, so that might mean Dwayne McBride gets elevated for the first couple games and actually gets to play just by virtue of being the only guy with kick return experience on the team. Or maybe they just say, Hey, look, Powell, you're the punt returner. You're the kick returner now too. go do the same thing. You'll be all right. Um, that is the extent of, I guess the transactions we've seen here, the Vikings, you know, couldn't trade away Rager. They, uh, did do the Kenny Wong IR on the next day thing that I thought, so he can come back after four games and then they brought in a running back. They brought in an O-line. The only thing we're maybe looking for still could be a cornerback. But as I looked at it, as I like kind of talked it out yesterday, I kind of think maybe not. Um, especially if you count Jay Ward as a cornerback, which I'm sure the Vikings do in the sense of, do we have enough warm bodies if a whole bunch of guys start getting injured? Yeah, there's a point where Jay Ward would go out there and play cornerback and that would be fine. 
Um, but in terms of, you know, if you lose outside cornerbacks, well, Makai Blackman, he's starting at nickel, but he, he did play outside with the twos, so he can do that. And you also got Booth outside. And inside, they have Jalen Williams on their practice squad. They Byron Murphy plays inside. Makai Blackman plays inside. Um, I believe they've even had Booth slide inside sometimes. Sometimes that's just like a factor of alignment when the offense comes out in a weird formation, that kind of thing can happen. And so that, but at least it gives them some experience there. So they've got enough positional flexibility between all of those corners where they'll maybe not feel like they have to go scramble out and get one. And they do have 11 defensive backs total. If you count Najee Thompson, which I don't, I, for the purposes of this, I don't think you should think of him as a, like a cornerback. Think of him as a special teamer in the same way you, you wouldn't think of Andrew DePaula as like a backup center, even though there's probably an emergency situation where that would happen in a game. Uh, if, if you know the right handful of guys got injured, but I digress. Um, we are still, I think, kind of on watch for the Vikings to do stuff. I think once we get to the practice week next week, then we can kind of say, okay, this is going to be the week one roster. But stuff is still kind of processing. Things are happening around the league. Um, guys are getting cut and guys are getting signed to practice squads and leaving practice squads. The Vikings almost got everybody they wanted on the practice squad, but they did not get Ben Sims. So we will discuss what happened there and I'll go over the entire list of practice squad guys next on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. 16 slots on the practice squad are there to be filled and the Vikings are well on their way on their way to filling them. I believe they still have one left. Correct me if I'm wrong uh, or maybe I'll figure it out as I go through here, but they do have 12 players who were on the uh, camp roster that will join them for the practice squad. They did want Ben Sims. They did not get Ben Sims. He was poached by the Green Bay Packers. So now he gets to go be a sleeper agent and tell the Packers all the secrets of the Vikings offense, which is exactly how the Packers run their offense anyways. The two offenses are like super similar because it's LaFleur and, and then a, like a McVay disciple in O'Connell that's now taking Shanahan things. Like that's exactly what Matt LaFleur is doing offensively too. Um, it, it, the the whole sleeper agent thing, if you are worried about it, um, I don't think a lot of people are, but just in case, is kind of a like a bunk thing. When you go from one team to another, if you're going to try to tip off signals or code words or anything like that, th most of that stuff changes every week. And if it doesn't change every week, it's something universal, like uh, certain snap count numbers are universal. Most teams will do the same. You'll hear Kirk Cousins say, uh, white 80, white 80. And Aaron Rodgers will say 319, 319. Those are actually the exact same thing. It's just a matter of, of um, whether he says it once or twice, depending on the, the rhythm of the count and, and what snap count is called. Um, I actually did a Patreon video about that last year when Chris Reed had his snap catastrophe against uh, Green Bay and Lambeau. And I did a whole thing about like, okay, here's how snap counts work. And here's got what got messed up and all that stuff. If you're interested, that's on my Patreon page and it's free to watch. Uh, but anyways, Ben Sims, not on the practice squad bummer for the Vikings. They wanted him there. Uh, so here are the 12 guys who are on the practice squad. They basically got everybody else that you would kind of expect that they wanted, including all of the guys that we thought maybe could have made the raw. I think every single guy that I had on my 53 man roster that didn't make the team with the exception of a Darian Lowe's a Patriot. Uh, is on this list. Alana Lee, uh, CJ Colden. That's actually a, a surprising one for me. He was buried pretty low behind other cornerbacks. Um, so I didn't think that they would keep him, but they do have three corners on the, on the roster or on this practice squad, which is a lot, uh, which kind of contrasts their thinner cornerback room in the active roster. So 
if you do start getting injuries, you've got more guys to poach from. That's how the math tends to go. Uh, Sheldon Day did make it to the practice squad. I kind of didn't know if he would, although, hey, yeah, I guess he's old. Uh, Lucky Jackson, Tristan Jackson, those would, if you know, if I had to guess t- two receivers, those would be the two receivers, but they also kept Thayer Thomas, a third one. Uh, if I had to guess three, I guess he would be the, the other one there too. Dwayne McBride, he is a, uh, a guy on the active roster. Would not be surprised to see him active on the first game day if he needs to go be the backup kick returner or something. TJ Smith also makes it. Luigi Villan made it. That was, if I had to guess one guy to get poached, it probably would have been Luigi Villan. Uh, but he did not quite do enough. Then you have Benton Whitley and Jalen Williams and Joan Williams. Um, Joan Williams is another one I kind of thought would go get it just because he's a veteran. He was a second round pick some, you know, not too long ago, right? Four or five years ago. Uh, and I kind of thought that maybe you would get something out of him or maybe somebody else would see something out of him. The Vikings also added three offensive linemen, uh, Tyrese Robinson, Hakeem Adeniji and uh, Henry Bird. Three guys. Hakeem Adeniji, I think, is the most interesting name there. He was a starter for the Bengals during their Super Bowl year. That offensive line was uh, famous and not for the reasons you want it to be. So I guess, you know, now we now guys on it aren't making the team anymore, right? But he's on the practice squad, so they have a, a, a bunch of other offensive linemen kind of sitting there. It's really interesting because the Vikings did so much of this offensive line churning over the course of camp going through Bobby Evans and Christian Delorio and Jackie Chen and then, you know, waving guys and signing them. And um, none of them made it. None of them were uh, given another look after cutdown day. And now they're bringing in guys from other teams. So they were very clearly unhappy with that tackle depth beyond, you know, the deep tackle depth beyond like Ole Udo and Vidarian Lowe. But even Oliudo and Vidarian Lowe, they found redundant, right? So they traded one of them away. And so that kind of deep roster developmental tackle stuff very clearly weren't happy with. And now they're throwing even more mud at the wall. Um, and I, I should say Henry Bird and uh, Tyrese Robinson, I think, are both interior guys. So, again, you kind of get that. Well, yeah, we did have eight linemen on the team. Now we have nine linemen on the team. And, you know, now we have a little bit of extra on the practice squad. Um, I think that leaves one open spot on the practice squad. I don't know. Maybe they'll throw a kicker on there, or a, another developmental quarterback stash or something like that. Uh, but it certainly is not uncommon for that for spots on the practice squad to remain empty. 16 spots is a lot on a practice squad. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they just want somebody that they can elevate. A backup fullback could be a thing, right? So that they have their guy in the building that can start learning the offense in the event. CJ Ham goes down. But they're plan for that could also be kind of like what they did in the preseason games without ham is just to run a little bit more 12 personnel and run their 21 personnel plays with just like a tight end lining up at H um, and, you know, lining up in the backfield and an offset eye or whatever. That's all fine too. As long as those guys know that assignment, which I believe they were drilling. So that might be it too. Um, Either way, not something you necessarily need to pay attention to. We're sort of now past the point where I'll report to you every little practice squad signing and and, and cutting as long as, I mean, maybe if I have time to, but otherwise it'll, you know, we'll be focusing on the starters and the games that they're really playing. Um, But hey, if you want to still track all that and, and, you know, keep in mind all of the the cuts and ads and stuff, and that's really fun to you, uh, you are very much welcome to. I want to wrap this out with one quick point about the practice squad and and poaching and stuff. This comes from Nick Cordy, who uh, tweeted out what I've kind of been feeling for a while, but I was never able to put numbers to it. Um, Of all of the players who were waived this year, 
under 3% of them got poached to other teams. Uh, about one in 30 gets poached to other teams. So if you cut, you know, your 30 some guys, uh, or your 40, what, what would it be to get down to 53 from 90 or 47 guys, or I guess 48 guys, if you have your roster exemption, you cut him. Um, and I believe junior Aho is a roster exemption. He just kind of gets to stay in the building, whether he is, um, I actually think that puts him on the active roster as an exemption and he doesn't count toward the 53. So I guess he's like technically on the active roster. Um, or technically on the practice squad. I'm not 100% sure how that works out. But either way, I mean, he's not going to play. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Um, but once you cut your 47 or 48 players, maybe one of them gets poached on average. One of them. And it's not necessarily going to be the draft pick like we saw this year. They cut a couple of of draft picks. Uh, maybe one interesting... Um, or a couple of Quasi draft picks. One of the interesting things is that it says Iotomo not on the practice squad. And it's not like they don't have room for him. And it's not like he got poached to go somewhere else. Apparently the Vikings just decided they were done with him after drafting him. That's the first guy in the Quasi era that, uh, that has happened to that has just been, all right, we're just done with you. You're just out of the organization and good luck on your next chapter. You know, we're not going to move forward with you. Um, that's, that's a first for that. Um, we'll see where he goes right but that's obviously gonna put a a a big old hurdle in his dreams of becoming you know a a true blue nfl player as we saw so many times with the everyman series you know that that's the momentum right that we talked about so much that uh the inertia that there is to nfl careers that now he has to fight up fight uphill against and you know always going to be rooting for anybody who was a viking once a viking always a viking that's the way i am but hey next year when you're super worried about this guy or that guy getting poached um just know kind of rare and it doesn't happen to everybody you can usually sneak guys through to the practice squad and unless you're trying to cut like a third round rookie or something like that eh, you know fourth round rookie or something like that it's it's these guys once they get cut there's preseason tape on them. And if that preseason tape is bad, it gets a lot harder for other teams to justify cutting somebody who had a good enough preseason to make their 53 man roster to bring in a guy who didn't have a good enough preseason to make their 53 man roster. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow on the show. We've got a bye week now. And then a week from Sunday, we kick things off and we're actually in in and going. So next week we'll have a crossover with David Harrison of locked on bucks and um, we'll do the bold predictions thing, I think, again this year. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, I, I, we'll do something fun on Fridays. But um, we'll, I, I got to do some soul searching for it. I'll, I'll think about it. Uh, I will talk to you all tomorrow with whatever we end up talking about. And as always, skull.